a world without God, a planet out of control, and a culture that mocks God. This is how it was in the days of Noah. And now we're seeing this in our culture today. Is this the fulfillment of Jesus' words about his second coming? Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. Welcome back to The Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. Today I'm interviewing Jeff Kinley about the similarities of the times of Noah versus today. To see the entire interview, join us today as a subscriber at endtimes.com for only $7 a month. Before we go to today's interview, I wanted to let you know about my brand new book, Look Up. It says, Awaiting the Rapture and Our Final Redemption. Jesus is coming very soon, and that's great news. But many people have anxiety or even confusion about the rapture and the coming of Jesus. In this book, I uncover why we should be hopeful. This book will encourage you. It will give you answers to a lot of the questions that you have, but also just give you a preview of what's about to happen. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. I want to explain to you in this book why you should be excited about that and what's going to happen when you get redeemed. To pre-order this book today, visit xomarriage.com forward slash store. You can also go to amazon.com. Here's today's interview with Jeff Kinley. Jeff Kinley is a former pastor and best-selling author of 40 books. He's an expert in the field of Bible prophecy, having authored 12 books on the subject. He's a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, Jeff's weekly podcast, the Vintage Truth Podcast, and the Prophecy Pros Podcast with Todd Hampson are heard in over 120 countries. Jeff, thank you for joining me today. Jimmy, great to be with you. Hey, listen, you've written a lot of great books. And today on the show, we're talking about this book, as it was in the days of Noah, and it says warnings from Bible prophecy about the coming global storm. If we've ever seen a world like the days of Noah, this is it, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I mean, you think about just what's going on in the world today, and then you go back to your Bible and you go, wait a minute, I feel like I'm reading today's headlines happening right in front of me. So yeah, yeah it really is mirroring the days of Noah. Well, what do you think, like specifically, and I know in your book you talk about a lot of the things that are happening. You know, people people look at Noah kind of like a children's story. You know, we teach our kids about Noah and the flood and things like that. But really, this is a terrifying thing. What, what happened in the days of Noah and what's about to happen in the world, it's really terrifying when you look at it from that perspective. Well, it is. It was the apocalypse of that day, Jimmy. Right. It, it happened uh, to the point to where God wiped out the entire planet. In fact, when you go back to Genesis, we have to really go back to Genesis to see what the days of Noah were really like. And when we do that, we find that uh, God said that he was sorry that he made man. Yeah. He was sorry that he even created mankind because uh, he, they had become so de corrupt and so depraved and so uh, debauched that the Bible says that every single thought was only evil continually. Wow. And God knew that the only way he was going to save humanity was eventually he'd have to wipe them out and basically start over again. So that's what he did through the worldwide flood. And you're right. It's not a, a playtime nursery story that really we tell kids unless we include the whole story which is uh, God had to bring a massive apocalyptic judgment on humanity in order to, uh, to bring about a righteous remnant. And Jesus is using that as the parallel to what's about to happen. Now, you said something in your book that kind of surprised me. I think I had never thought of it. But you were saying that in the days of Noah, there could have been seven or eight billion people on the earth. Is that right? 
Yeah, when you think about the lifespans of those who lived during yeah. the days of Noah and that they were uh, uh, quite prolific in their production of children, you just do the math uh, over the thousands of years or the 1,500 years or so, and you can come up with billions easily. Uh, we don't know exactly the population, but it certainly could reach uh, those kinds of proportions. And, and of course, you know, as you think about you know, why would we even talk about the, the story of Noah now? Well, it brings us to what Christ said in right. his um, in his Olivet Discourse. And basically, Jesus was telling his disciples, here's, here's what's going to happen at the end of time. Uh, these are the things that will lead up to my uh, second coming. And one of the things he said was, it will be just like it was in the days of Noah. So that's why I have to go back to find out what was going on in Noah's day. Well, and just, just quickly, because I, I know the answer to this, but just so people can hear you say it. So you believe that Jesus is returning, uh, the rapture will happen before the tribulation? I do, Jimmy. I believe that Jesus will come to rescue his bride and take her away before God pours out his wrath on the earth, just like he rescued Noah and his family, just right. like he rescued Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. He took Enoch up uh, as well. And so, yeah, God's pattern uh, throughout Scripture is to uh, not save us from tribulation and heartache, but to save us from his wrath. That's right. And so I believe the rapture will happen first, then the tribulation, and then at the end of the tribulation, the second coming of Christ itself. Uh, totally agree. So let's talk specifically. Jesus said that there would be buying and selling, marrying, giving in marriage, but it would be like the days of Noah just before the flood, like the days of Lot, right before Lot when he went out of Sodom. So in other words, the you know, and I've never dreamed that I would see the world in the situation that we're in right now, where people are just depraved, morally depraved. That's one of the signs, right? No, it really is. Uh, when you rewind back to the days of Noah, one of the biggest characteristics that sort of jumps off the page to you is the idea of just a pandemic godlessness. Right. Uh, they had completely written God out of the picture, out of the story. Uh, they had voted God off the island, if you will. Yeah. And they wanted a world without God where they could do whatever they wanted to do. And of course, when you multiply that by hundreds of millions and billions of people, uh, then you have basically a, a planet out of control. And, you know, it really mirrors to what we read about Jimmy in Romans chapter one, where it says that God, he places evidence of himself and creation and within uh, us himself with our uh, conscience. But it says that we reject that we suppress the truth and righteousness. And once that happens, and I think we see this today and in the days of Noah, once that happens is that God says he gives us over to uh, darkness. He we, we start speculating about what reality really is, and it leads to all sorts of really every other kind of sin uh, stems from the fact that we reject God as our creator. And, of course, is the one that to whom we're accountable. And that's exactly what was going on in the days of Noah. Well, the, the, in Romans 1, it says, because they did not choose to have God in their knowledge, mm -hmm. God gave them over to depraved mind. And I yeah. heard a testimony of a guy one time. He said he was a, he was a pimp. He, and he was just a real drug dealer pimp. And he said when he would check into a motel room, the first thing he did was get rid of the Bible, the Gideon's Bible. And he said, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so this generation that we're living in now, like Noah's generation, they don't want God. They, they, and God has given them yeah. over largely to a depraved mind. 
Yeah, it really is. I mean, we've seen really the secularization of our culture. We saw this first in Europe happening. I yeah. used to take many trips over to England, and you would see that there was really no God consciousness. Right. And of course, at that time, this is you know 15 years ago, only 3% of the population uh, was going to church over in England. So it was really indicative of what the rec- rest of the population was like. Now you come over to America, that trend is now hit here to where we're having really the lowest attendance uh, in church history uh, in America right now. And it's just to the point to where you could, uh, you know, at some point you could almost assume certain things about what people knew about God or the Bible or even morality. Today, they're growing up without any of that. And so we're having a generation that That's is right. truly Godless. Yeah. Well, and we're teaching children uh, in school that they are the product of evolution. Uh, no longer the, the school that I grew up in, all the schools that I went to, public schools, we prayed in the name of Jesus at the beginning of every day and had the Ten Commandments on the walls of the schools. And it was just a different day and time. You know, you were taught about God. Today, it's the exact opposite. We've cleansed. We, we don't want God in the schools, so now we have metal detectors and police officers there to protect the kids. And so we have, we have you know, gotten rid of that. Let's talk about specifically, Jeff, some of the signs. Jesus said that there would be famines, earthquakes, pestilences, birth pangs. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about those, one, but let's talk about earthquakes for just a minute. Are we seeing any empirical evidence that there is an increase in earthquakes? Jesus said there'll be earthquakes in various places. We certainly see that today, but do you believe that there's any evidence of that? Well, I do. I think there's been uh, empirical evidence to show that there's been not only increase in the number of earthquakes, but in the intensity of earthquakes uh, really worldwide. And of course, when we read Revelation, there's going to be great earthquakes such oh, yeah. as has never hit the planet before. But, you know, when you look at Romans chapter eight, uh, Jimmy, the Bible talks about how the creation itself is groaning right. for redemption. Uh, the whole earth is just saying, gosh, well, I'm, I'm just tired of being here and <laughs> it needs to be remade. Yeah. And so uh, that's, I think, I think that's one of the things we're seeing right now. And of course, uh, just like birth pangs, these things do increase with intensity and frequency. And so I think we're seeing with with nature itself, I mean, you're seeing storms uh, being uh, you know, produced and, and going across the planet and, and all sorts of catastrophes and nationwide disasters and things like that. But yeah, I do think these earthquakes uh, are increasing. And of course, uh, there's going to be a giant earthquake on the Mount of Olives when Jesus Christ touches his foot down there, uh, Zechariah chapter 12 tells us. So, so yeah, there's going to be an increase, I believe, in these things as we approach the end times. Do you believe that COVID is a part of the pestilences that, that Jesus prophesied? It could very well be sort of a foreshadowing of something like that. I mean, I think the thing that, that the COVID uh, phenomenon did, whether it was as real or as intense as we were told that it is, is it really opened up government's uh, ability to really get their hand on people That's and right. to be able to control people worldwide. So I think it really kind of it was kind of a means to an end. Uh, that end was accomplished. And, and I think there's going to be more crises that are going to come, perhaps from a health standpoint, perhaps some other standpoint, maybe climate change, that type of thing, that are going to give governments more uh, increasing authority in the lives of their citizens. Well, the world, one of the things that we saw through COVID is how fragile the world is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Empty shelves in the United States for the first time ever, the supply lines being depleted, you know, just the the fragility of all of society, Uh, but also how you saw the tyrannical rule in, in America, Michigan, California, New York. Illinois, all these states where they just locked down and controlled people, uh, shut down churches. Uh, my, one of my friends in California sued 
the government of California and won ultimately. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meantime, they were saying to my pastor friends in California, if you have a church service, even a home group, we're going to put you in jail for a year. And anyone who attends, we're going to find them $10,000. That's in the United States of America. And yeah. so we, we just, that was, it was just a foreshadowing of some of the things that are, that are coming. What about uh, famine? Do you think that when Jesus said that there would be famine, one of the, one of the areas of vulnerability that we saw during COVID and we're seeing right now is the world food supply. I mean, do you, do you think that we're going to see some increased famines? Well, with any global crisis, you're going to have these ripple effects, these aftershocks that are going to come after these uh, catastrophes. You see, uh, usually after wars, there are, going, there are usually famines that take place. There are great famines after uh, World War One, World War Two, in various places. Uh, COVID certainly produce some of that with the lack of supply chain interruption, that type of thing. Uh, but also just the wars that are increasing. Uh, this whole thing with Russia and Ukraine has, yeah. has produced uh, famine over there as well. Uh, but I think the thing that we're going to see, Jimmy, is we're going to see these sort of teasers, if you will, uh, prior to that time of tribulation, that seven-year tribulation, where everything's going to just uh, break loose during that time. There's not going to be any, uh, really, any limits on on war and famine and pestilence and the things that uh, that both Christ, Paul, and John uh, predicted that were going to happen in the end time. So again, we're you know compared to what's going to happen, we're living on easy street. Yes. Uh, but when the tribulation hits, uh, it's going to be all bets are going to be off. Should I be fearful about the rapture, or can I have hope? Jeff addresses this question and much more during the rest of this interview today. For access, join us at endtimes.com for $7 a month. If you are a subscriber at endtimes.com, be sure to visit endtimes.com to see today's full show. God bless you. I'll see you next week.